Hey, it's Susie. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, today, I wanted to talk a little bit about how guilt can actually be good for you, which I know might sound crazy and weird, um, but the way I think about it is kind of twofold, kind of two different ends of the spectrum I want to address. The first is when, when I feel guilty, it's not an opportunity for me to beat up on myself and, you know, think about how much I messed that particular situation up, let's say, but it's really more of an opportunity to check yourself, check your behavior. You feel guilty because whatever you did in that situation was not in line with the person you are, not in line with the person you want to be. And so through whatever you did, you feel guilty because you separated from the loving part of yourself that is the best version of yourself that you want to bring forward and using that reminder of that feeling of guilt as an opportunity to get yourself back on the right track is totally available to you. You know, it's our choice when we feel guilty about something that we said or something that we did, whether we just, you know, throw up our hands and say, oh, well, it's just the way I am. I always respond that way and there's nothing I can do about it because there is something you can do about it. Just by acknowledging that you feel guilty about doing X, let's say you were gossiping about someone with a girlfriend and, you know, like the worst ever, that girl walked right by you while you were saying something about her and heard you and whether she called you out on it or not, or just kept walking, like you feel that pit in your stomach of like, Oh God, I just got caught doing something I knew I shouldn't do anyway. And now you've seen that you've made this other person feel horrible just because you were, um, you know, not putting out the best possible side of yourself, let's say. Um, and we all do it. No one's <laughs> immune to that. And I think, especially as women, kind of, ha I think especially, you know, middle school, high school for some people, depending, um, college, kind of like when we're in groups of girls as our uh, social structure, we bond a little bit over gossiping and I think in a lot of cases we don't let ourselves feel the guilt of doing those kinds of things because it's so common and because everyone does it and um, you know it's really a big benchmark of how a lot of people connect and 
you know, stopping that conversation might be uncomfortable and the person you're in the conversation with might project something back on you so they don't have to feel the uncomfortableness of admitting that they were doing something that they might be guilty about or that wasn't so nice. And so I think even if you do things once in a while that are not in alignment really with how you want to behave, the fact that you feel the guilt is the perfect reminder for you to acknowledge what you might have done that you weren't happy with, to forgive yourself for doing it, and to try and do better next time. And I think a really interesting differentiation between um, guilt and shame comes from uh, Brene Brown, who's an incredible uh, author and um, professor. And she is a qualitative, I think that's the right way to say it, excuse me if it's not, researcher. Um, so she's, you know, formed all of these theories from the research she's done with thousands and thousands of people that is really compiled from their actual life experiences. So it's not, you know, statistics of faceless people. It's really what she has seen over and over and over again from interviewing um, real live people and hearing about their stories. And what she writes about in her book, uh, The Gifts of Imperfection, which is awesome and you should buy immediately, is the difference between guilt and shame, which I think they're often used interchangeably in our society, unfortunately, but the main difference being guilt is uh, the feeling of I did something bad and shame is the feeling of I am bad. You know, so guilt is a reflection on your behavior and shame is a reflection on your being. You know, you're totally taking that behavior and internalizing it and thinking since you did, um, a bad thing that you are an inherently bad person, which of course is not true. And, you know, people can get really caught up in that, in that feeling of blaming themselves and that, you know, blaming themselves is the only way to, um, not it's not the only the only way to atone for it but i mean i think there's a big difference between blaming yourself for something and taking responsibility you know blaming is is i don't know it's almost in that like victimy energy where it's like woe is me i'm so terrible i did something so wrong instead of just taking responsibility for the fact that you didn't act as the best version of yourself and you know better after recognizing it so you'll do better next time and so I think there's two keys to really moving through the guilt um, and using it to learn a lesson 
about yourself and how you want to be in the world. Um, and the first one, of course, is to forgive yourself. Let yourself off the hook. And, you know, I think when we get caught up in that spiral of blaming ourselves for things, that we forget that we're human, people make mistakes, and, you know, holding on to that feeling isn't going to help us move past it. It may just drive you kind of deeper in the, in the darkness instead of, you know, leaning toward looking for the lesson in the light and how you can make it better going forward. Um, and I think, releasing that guilt can be a lot about looking at if that behavior has become a pattern in your life. I tend to beat myself up more for the stuff I don't like that I do that I do all the time. <laughs> like um, avoiding or procrastinating or something along those lines. Like I pretty much know consciously while I'm doing it that the result is going to be <laughs> not awesome and not put me in a happier place than I was before. Um, but I still do it a lot. I mean, I catch myself a lot in, in the moment now where I can redirect while it's starting to happen. Uh, but that's a really ingrained habit for me. And uh, it's, it's like releasing the guilt and blame I put on myself when I do it while noticing it and recognizing it and not, you know, um, not pulling the wool over my eyes when it comes to it. Like, that's not what I mean at all when I say to let yourself off the hook and forgive yourself. Um, but you really have to think that if there are certain things you do all the time that you feel guilty about all the time, like it could be, I don't know, eating a pint of ice cream in your freezer. It could be, um, you know, constantly gossiping about someone behind their back and then you always feel uh, guilty about it. But that's learned behavior that you have built up over possibly a lifetime to deal with certain situations. You know, it might be your, your numbing agent for when you got uncomfortable. And so if you can just recognize that and really investigate why you might be doing it in the moment when you feel yourself doing it, it can make it a lot easier to release the need for it because you can really uncover the stuff underneath it that's leading you to do stuff that you feel guilty about. 
because it's often those things where we act out in certain ways um, that we get guilty about. Um, and there is a a line about this that I, I want to say is from A Course in Miracles, but I may have heard either Marianne Williamson or Gabby Bernstein say it. I can't remember for sure, or maybe I heard it in all three places. Um, but basically that, you know, if you look at other people's behavior and your own behavior, there's usually one of two things going on how you're acting or how anyone else is acting is usually an expression of love or a call for love. So obviously the things that you're doing that are expressions of love are probably guiltless because that is in line with who you are deep down inside and what you want to put out into the world. Um, but then the things that are a call for love are the things that we do that aren't in alignment with who we want to be. And, you know, we'd learned certain behaviors to deal with those feelings uh, over time. And, you know, instead of actually asking someone for help or saying what we really needed in that moment, you know, you get defensive or you gossip or you do whatever you do, uh, which is really a call for love and compassion and understanding. And it's just not coming out in that exact package. But I think it makes a lot of sense to think about behavior in those two ways because it really does fall into those two camps. Are you acting from a place of fear or are you acting from a place of love? Uh, so my homework for you is to try and be really conscious of what brings up guilt feelings in you and where that guilt lives in your body do you get a tight chest? Do you get clammy hands? Do you get tightness in your shoulder and your neck? And, you know, kind of use that as an indicator because a lot of times our bodies tense up before we're even conscious of the fact that we have the feeling or the fact that we're going through a certain emotion, uh, you know, because the body can sometimes react before we actually are in the moment enough to witness that we're doing it. So really keep, keep an eye on that and see what brings up those kind of, mm, I didn't really want to do that thing. That doesn't really make me feel good. Uh, you know, that's an area I want to work on. Like, look at what brings up those guilty feelings in you and remember to forgive yourself and use that as an opportunity to check what you're doing, see if it's in line with the person you are and the person you want to be. And if it's not, use it as a way to get yourself back on the right track. You always have the option to choose again and shift your perception.
and expect that miracles will follow. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'll catch you next time in the Shine and Seek podcast. Bye.